Hello and welcome to another episode of the Ask Geeks podcast, back-to-back episode two-in-one day. You know how we get down here. Today we brought back Spin. He, you know, his Wizards made a big move. We had to see his opinion on it. So, first of all, how are you doing today, Spin? Uh, I'm doing good, man. It's a Friday, end of the week. Um, like, got all my homework done this week, so thought it'd be a chill weekend with the lady. You know, we started looking into um possibly buying a a house or or something so just oh, adults congratulations stuff. big dog big money i mean it's I, the I like it's it. the first it's it's the first steps but it's just you know just gathering information and like you know just getting ahead of it so i know like how much we want to save or what we want to get so that's yeah, all but hey it's a big deal. Hey, don't 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 try to downplay. It's a big deal. It's a big even nah, if it's for the sure. beginning step. It's, it's, it's great. It's it's just like like I be like thinking, you know, that's way far out, and she be making me realize like, nah, we can we can get that stuff. Like you ain't gotta have like it's programs set up to help you know first time buyers and stuff. And exactly. I didn't know about a lot of that stuff. So mm-hmm. there's always people out there that will assist. There's always programs. There's always different things you can do. Hey. I'm proud. Hey, that's 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 a big deal. That's a big deal. Congratulations. Yeah, I appreciate mm-hmm. it. Just trying to just trying to be like you, rich man. Anyways, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so how are your opinions on this KP thing? This this Porzingis thing. You got off of two bad contracts. They already heard what I said about it. I said I didn't think y'all were gonna be able to get off of. I knew y'all would get off, get, get rid of Dinwiddie's contract. I never thought y'all would be able to get rid of Berton's contract. And to get KP for that cheap of a price, how do you feel? I mean, it was crazy because yesterday, I like, um, it was funny. I tweeted, they were talking about, like, how um, they were pretty much had everyone on the block besides, like, Kuzma and Bill. And so I was just on there venting like most frustrated Wizards fans because we I don't re- I wasn't expecting a star but I wanted them to just get rid of vets because they this isn't like they're not a good team like and they've shown mm-hmm. that they weren't playing and the vets the problem is like I can lose with young players but losing with vets is the worst because it's like you could just see a lot of those players didn't like each other and they stopped playing like the team ball that they were playing early in the year because people still didn't know their roles and like Thomas Bryant and Rui came back and that kind of made the team worse because it's people who not playing as much and like they just had to define their roles and get rid of some of the vets. And so I think like, like you said, I'm not shocked that Dinwiddie got traded because I actually think he's a good player. That's He's still recovering from an injury and he wasn't a good fit with us because Brad needs more of a playmaker next to him because to be honest, Brad was the better playmaker out of both of them, but he just turns the ball over more. But Dinwiddie just – he slows the pace way too much. He's he's really good with the ball, and he doesn't turn it over, but, like, he just really couldn't score at all. And I, I'm not surprised he's not a, a good shooter, but, like, he wasn't even dri- – he wasn't even good driving at all. And it was, like, looking like he couldn't get past people. Like, he was chucking up, like – his his famous move is, like, chucking up side step threes like he's Steph and he's not good at that so like I said I wouldn't be surprised if he's better for the Mavericks and like next year if he's fully recovered from his injury if he like returns to himself but it just was looking like a really bad contract for us so I was I was glad we got off of him but 
like when I seen Bertans got included in the trade and like the details were coming out, I was like, oh, uh, like we probably had to include like a first or something. But to see that the Mavericks, the Mavericks added a second in that trade. So we got yeah, on, which like, is crazy. That, yeah. Like, how, how you I'm added like, to a trade with Porzingis? Yeah, like if we put it, honestly, a lot of Wizards fans were like, they were cool just to add a pick to get rid of Bertans because it would give us some cap flexibility. But like to turn that into KP, like obviously KP isn't like no superstar, but I was looking at his numbers. I was kind of surprised. Like he's actually having a pretty good year, but obviously him and um, Luca don't really mesh together like that or they don't have the chemistry, you know, so, and he's hurt a lot. He's getting paid a lot. So I understand the Mavericks wanted to get out of that, but I'm just like, surprised that like the Mavericks are just surrounding Poverty. Luka. Yeah, they're surrounding Luca with a bunch of mid. Like it looks like they're almost looking like the Blazers where well the Blazers actually have some players though, but like they're giving a bunch of role players like big money. And like Bertans had like the worst contract. I thought he was just gonna be he was just DMP DMP all the way until like his contract was over. I never thought we would have got rid of him. Cause he's literally just He's out there for shooting. That's it. And when he can't shoot, he's like a terrible player. So that man is shooting thirty one percent from the three. Yeah, and that's and all he can do. So he's useless. <laughs> that's, and that's then getting paid sixteen million, like it's that's what I'm saying. I, I really don't understand what the Maverick the Mavericks must have just been really trying to get rid of Chris Stops. And I know last year we were we've been rumored to be interested in him, but like I didn't think we had the package or maybe it wasn't the right, you know, like I thought we would have had to include maybe like a Denny or a Rui for even him, even though he's not the greatest player. I still think he has value, but I'm kind of surprised that he just went for that. Like, I don't really understand. Yeah, and I, I don't saw even a think bunch Dinwiddie of Maverick fans best, talking about that too. Yeah, I don't think Denny Dinwiddie is the best fit next to Luka anyways because Absolutely he's not, not that good of an off-ball player. Unless they're going to play him off the bench or something. Yeah, I can see him as a six-man role because they already have Jalen Brunson there. And Brunson yeah, yeah, has that's, been having that's a what, really good year. And that's what Woods fans kept wanting them to do is, like, bring Dinwiddie off the bench because he's just not good with Bill. And, like, to be getting paid $20 million and people don't even want you to start, it just shows, like, how bad he was playing. So I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm excited. I'm like, going to bring, though. Yeah, I'm excited because, like, I've just always liked Kristaps. Like, I like those kind of face-up players who's just going to block shots and they can stretch the floor. You know, he's still athletic for his size. He's not – we're not going to be asking him to do too much, but, you know, maybe if he goes back to our team where he's going to get a lot more shots, he might be a lot better player. It's just his health concerns, obviously, and he get, and he's getting paid a lot of money too. So next to Bill, they're both they're, they they're they're obviously trying to resign Bill. They're both going to be their highest highest paid players, and they need to uh they need to focus on point guard more than anything in the off season. So whether they um you know get one through the draft or try to trade for one, that's what they need to do more than anything. Your cap is going to be kind of disgusting for a while, especially if Bill resigns that super super yeah. max. Yeah, definitely. But the only thing is, like, they have a lot of uh, expiring contracts, and well, they traded some of them, but like, they have a uh, they have some money coming off the books, and the rest of the guys, like, Kuz is only making like thirteen mil a year, so like, his is his contract is kind of is pretty much a steal. But I kind of wish they would have got rid of KCP because he's under contract next year. But 
I think they might be able to try to make a move for some kind of point guard that's just going to push the pace. Because, I mean, with the with the lineup of like with Bill Kuzma and um, Kristaps, and maybe I don't know if they put like shooters around them or something. They they're not going to be like elite, but that's I think that was more of a move for them to try. I think it's kind of like their Vucevic move from last year, where like they go get a big, and then next year they're going to try to. Um, surround them with some more players and stuff. Yeah, get get some them free agency. I understand that. Uh, I mean, I can also see it as a last desperation move to get Bill because it's like, yo, we don't. We this is the best we could do this trade deadline. Not many stars were up for. You know, out of all the players that were up to move this deadline, outside of obviously like Ben Simmons, Kristoff is probably the biggest name you could have gotten. Yeah. There was no guarantee, and then the package I would have had to give up for Ben Simmons wouldn't even been worth it because there's there that's not even helping Bill out. So the cheapest and biggest name you could get would be KP. So it's like, hey, we did we got you the best possible player on the cheapest possible deal. So we're trying, we're still trying because it looks like y'all. I mean, obviously y'all brought a rush. Y'all keep trying different schemes to try to make Bill. Yeah, happy they're just flipping win. people. It's just a revolving door. Yeah, they have to get their yeah. core and just settle with that. But the thing is, like, I think I much rather would have done this trade because we were off in bad contracts and getting a better player versus like, like Sabonis is obviously a really good player and probably better. He he. I think he is a better player. I think I would prefer Kristaps just because he's a better defender. and um, Better shooter as well. Yeah, better shooter. But, like, we would have had to give up either Rui or Denny. And I was cool with giving up Denny for, like, um, Sabonis. But not having to give up either of those guys and being able to get a better talent, I think, was a good move for them. Yeah, and I the thing about Sabonis with me, too, is – um, I see him as like a Jokic light, and I've said it before on episodes. When you have somebody like Sabonis, you have to run your offense differently than if you had a KP or a Miles Turner, somebody like that. Because yeah, Sabonis is kind of like the he is the orchestrator of the offense; it has to run through yeah. him. And that's and that's honestly why I've always wanted like I've always wanted Miles Turner more. And you see, like they prioritize keeping Miles Turner just because those kind of bigs, you don't have to center your offense around them. Like you can play that they can play off ball. They can affect shots around the rim versus like Sabonis where you kind of have to run it through him. Like you said, but the only positive would have been like Wes Unseld was like, um, he was attributed a lot with like de- helping develop Jokic and Jokic really liked him. So people thought he would have tried to do a similar thing with, um, Sabonis, but I just don't know if we would have. We obviously don't have the players that Nuggets have, so it wouldn't have been the same thing. Yeah, you need. I don't of, think he's much a of a needle pusher. Spacing. Yeah, I don't think he would have pushed a needle that much unless we had other moves to make us better. So, yeah, that makes sense, and it probably goes with the price as well. Like I said, with the getting KP, only you are getting KP. You. It was a better deal because you lost two bad contracts. Whereas trying to get a bonus, you probably had to throw in too much to be like, and it's not even worth it at that point. If we were contending, then yes, or we could add this on top of some other players and we can make a deep playoff push, yes. But if we're just going to be, you know, first round, maybe second round, I don't know if we want to give up this youth to get this one player. I don't think it's worth yeah. it. So, yeah, I, I can see it there. Um, 
the thing about KP two is because I know he said he wants more touches. He doesn't want to just be a catch and shoot guy. He doesn't want to stay at the perimeter all game. He wants to do everything like that. He wants to be more involved in the game, and I think he still can without having. Cause even when you saw him in New York, whenever he was more involved in the game, he wasn't posting up every play. There was a lot of those. Most of the time, he was outside. It was either he was on the three point line or he was posting. There was no real mid range game, so. That's like I think it can work with giving Bradley Bill a pick and roll partner, pick and pop partner, and then it just cleans up so much defensively. And you move KP to the center. I know how a lot of them don't like running center. Get over it. If he runs center and have Kuzma at the four with Bill and Rui or whoever else you throw in at that point guard spot, I mean I think y'all could y'all y'all's tempo should increase drastically. Y'all should be uh, fast-paced and going back to those old Wizards teams when y'all had Russ with the fast, fast-paced teams. Yeah. How do you just feel about n- getting Ishmith Mac though? Like you know, yeah, getting, I mean, the, that's that's literally the, what I was gonna talk about. Like he isn't like no great player, but I think for us, like what he'll serve his purpose. And like I was glad Trez went to a good team because he deserved to be on a better team because he's a really good player, but like it was a lot of stuff going on in the locker room and like everywhere he goes, he's somebody where like when it's going good, like it's good. But like when you start losing, he's, you're going to hear him in the media. And f- I mean, for good reason, cause like he, he does deserve some more minutes in some instances, but sometimes like the offense will bog down to like, just giving it to Trez, give it to Trez, give it to Trez. And like a lot of times you can't rely on that too much because then the rest of the offense just gets really stagnant. He's not the player that you should just be forcing the ball to a lot anyways. Yeah, I think Trez will do well in that Hornets offense. Yeah, because he's going to run. He's going to get easy buckets down there, and that's exactly what they need. Versus, like, we had – when we had TB, when when Bryant came back, and he don't – and he's not really playing good at all, but they keep starting him because he can – space the floor but like as soon as he came back like they've just stopped playing Gafford altogether and obviously Gafford isn't like this great player but he's still our best rim protector by far he gives a lot of energy and stuff and it was just like it, they just had too many centers so they yeah. kind of had to get rid of somebody yeah I mean what kind of identity do you see your your team going towards you know like a lot of teams are trying to get identity and I've and I've voiced this before instead of making big moves just to add star after star after star I'm more of the type of person that fan that wants to see my team get a system get a core and build around that and be like this is their identity we want to have this identity kind of like the how you have the warriors yeah yes there was that Um, time when they brought in KD but at the end of the day he wanted to go there because of their system because of their culture everything like that you saw that for a little bit with the brooklyn nets but then you saw them bring in Kyrie and katie and get rid of that core and who they were to become like all the superstars and everything like that and it hasn't worked out for them well like what where, where, where do you find out like that like what do you want y'all's core to be your identity I mean, that was a problem when we started going on a streak. There was they really didn't do nothing well. They started out the season like being defensive and I knew that wasn't gonna keep up, but like they like shared the ball pretty good and it wasn't like obviously you had Brad and, and Trez being the leading scores, but like a lot of people chipped in and that's kind of what I want them to aim towards. The only thing is I don't know if Brad fits to that, which would be like them discussing if they need to move. I mean, they're they're going to re-sign him, but they need to figure out 
how it makes it work with him where it's not like it just goes when he's good type thing. And so, like, he even said when he got the job, he wanted them to be a lot. Like, they were one of the last team in passes, obviously, because they had Russ and Brad. But, like, even with Dinwiddie, he slowed the pace so much and, like, kind of dominated the ball between him and Brad. It was almost like the same thing. And so I think they need to – like, yesterday they had a lot of assists, and they just had, like, a bunch of young dudes out there playing. So, obviously, it's, like, a lot more free-flowing, but I kind of want that to be what happens. But I don't know if Brad is is good for what – or for that system. So yeah, yeah. Um, especially how how old is Porzingis? Porzingis isn't young. But he's he twenty five, I think. Yeah, so he's. I knew he was young. I just didn't know how young. I was trying to see, like, because as y'all keep getting younger and younger, it starts having me wonder. Because Bradley Bill's about to be thirty, isn't he? Yeah, he's kind of mm, he's like twenty. Timeline. He's like twenty nine, I think. Yeah. Let me so see. he's not really. He's starting no, he's to fall 28. outside of your. Oh, he is okay. Twenty eight about the. But he turns twenty nine in June. Of, like y'all's timeline, like all your players yeah. are basically young, 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 and who like outside of Bill, who is your next best contributing player? That's really under. That's really over twenty five. I should say, like who's yeah. the biggest contributor over twenty five? There, I, I don't know who it is. So I'm like. I mean, it would be Kuz because Kuz is like 26, 25, 26. Oh, yeah, I forget. I always think Kuz is younger than he is, but I forget he's Nah, he was kind of older when he came out of college. Yeah. yeah. So he spent four years in college, so I forget that. But I still see, I still put him in that young tier because yeah. it's like, yeah, he's right there. So it's kind of y'all, y'all are in that a weird situation. I feel like y'all need to make a decision this offseason. I feel like Bill's well, decision will be is good. gonna be the decision. Yeah, that it would be. It would actually be really good if they somehow like, like a lot of fans aren't opposed to them, you know, making a run with a bunch of young guys just because that'll be good seeing that, but. I think the best thing would be for them to be really bad and get a high pick, but um, I don't know. It, it, it'll be interesting. I just think it opens up a lot um, for their future, being able to uh, have, like, Kristaps and Brad on the same team because although they have their issues, they're both really good players that can score. So. Yeah, I saw I saw your tweets and a bunch of other wizard tweets talking about um, if y'all do fall and do well in this tanking and y'all somehow tank enough to get Chet or Banchero, how you don't want getting Christoph Porzingis to affect y'all's decision and just be like, hey, get another big. We'll figure it out. Even if we have eight bigs on our team, we'll figure it out. I mean, I think, I think like the team like them, unless it's like an even decision, like they should be trying to get as much talent as possible. And that's, like, the thing with this trade. Like, I like Denny. I like Rui. But they're both kind of, like, they're okay. They're not, like, no all-stars. And I think that's what a lot of Wiz fans need to accept. Like, yeah, they're up and coming. And Rui's getting a lot better. You never know what his – I think he can be, like, right under an all-star type player. But he's he's continuing to shoot a lot better. But, like, they just need to keep getting talent and young talent, not just, like – they they they've turned Wall's trade that nobody thought they would have traded into Russ and then turned it into pieces, but they kind of have to stick with something because they just keep trading every single year. Well, I think so. they have to at the same time because you have to find out. 
because it's, it's a weird situation, kind of like with the Blazers in right now. You want your star to be happy. You're like, hey, we're just trying everything. Okay, we tried this. It didn't work. All right, let's try this. All right, that yeah. didn't work. All right, let's try this. And I feel like they wouldn't be in such a rush if Bill was like 25. If he was like 24, 25, they'd be like, hey, just sit here for a couple years with this roster and we can try to make these pieces fit. Like They don't yeah. have the luxury of sitting and seeing what could become of that team if they actually get a year or two to jail and figure each other out. They don't have that luxury because they're like, hey, we got to make sure Bill's happy now, make sure everything gets done now but, so that we can go ahead and compete so he doesn't leave us. Yeah, on the other hand, though, I also think like they – kind of are relaxing on the fact that they pretty much know. I think it's more likely than not he's going to take the contract because he don't deserve that much money. Like, I think everyone knows that. Like, yeah, him getting him 50 like million, he's not, you know, 50? He's, yeah, he's not the, he's not the, he shouldn't be the best player on a contending team unless you got another player that's close to him. But like, he shouldn't like, like he's not the number one on a contending team. So obviously he's going to take that. And I think he's cool with just being on his team. And I think that hasn't rushed them to try to get no vets or nothing like that. More so just try to build, um, like, a culture. But, you know, they all the Wiz fans joke that, like, the owner just wants to get the AFC so he can get two extra home games and that's it. They got to kind of <laughs> think bigger than that. So. Yeah, I don't know. They got to get out of this middling spot, so it'll be interesting to see how it plays out. But I think, like, some people would be upset if we traded, but, like, I was cool if we just salary dumped either Dinwiddie or Bertans because I thought we were going to be stuck with them. But I think it gives them f- flexibility to try to chase other, like, positions and needs because I think at least you know you got your center and you got your shooting guard. And if you try to just build a really good team, I think Kuzma, he's a he's a core piece too. So you just got to try to build up the rest of the team. Yeah, you already know how I feel about that build thing. Though I feel like y'all should have let it go a couple years ago. No, and y'all and, I, and I'm honestly, I, I, yeah. And last year I was, I wanted them to run with Russ because I'm like Wall has been out and like we've been kind of like seeing the best of Bill's game. But like he's this is the his worst year in a and probably probably of his career as like from what you expect and it's just like he he hurt his value and then they would have waited too late to trade him anyways because if you trade him with like half a year left on his contract you're not going to really get much so they nah, didn't they really have no leverage at all so i think but, i mean i feel like they, they something is better like, than nothing though yeah i think i'm not scared to resign him because i think you can still always trade him down the line like for fifty mil, I don't know. I mean, if mil. Russ is getting traded, and you're I right, think you right, Bill right. age a lot better than Russ and be a lot better player, and and we traded Wall, like two players that didn't really age that age kind of bad. Like I think at least with Bill's game, he's not relying on his athleticism, athleticism and all that. More so, he's skilled. There. I was so. like, yeah, okay, yeah, he's a good like he's a good shoot. He can space the floor and everything like that. That's just. I'll just like fifty mil. That's a yeah, lot nah. of money. That's like I, I would have like rather traded him and, and I'm, Yeah, I I'd be cool watching like the Thunder or the Rockets type team because at least you know like you can watch some young players and know they're supposed to be bad versus this team full of vets just being bad and they're trying to be good. That's the worst. Yeah, part. like I I see. I, I when you said that earlier, I agreed one hundred percent. Like having a bunch of vets on your team and it's just dis- you're just bad and you're you're not playing well. It's like. 
Well, I can't even watch y'all and be like, hey, well, in a couple years, these players are going to develop and get better. You're 30. Like, you're not getting better at this point. Like, that's yeah, not helping exactly. you out. If you were 21, oh, I would love this. I can't mm-hmm. do this. But um, we've been talking about the Wizards for a while. How do you feel about the Lakers not making any moves and not getting off <clears throat> your boy, Russ? Um, I mean, I think that was the the whole point. I was so happy with the rush trade is like, I just thought we were stuck with him and not. I think like Russ last year was so much better than this year. So even then, like, I don't know. I just think they're stuck with him until at least the off season because somebody might take him if they attach enough picks or something. But like, the Lakers have traded so much and gotten so old. They don't really have no assets on their team. And, like, the assets that they were counting on to play good, like, THT, was, they signed him for cheap, but he's been pretty bad. And none. Monk has been actually pretty good for what they signed him for, but the Lakers don't really have no assets. Monk, the Lakers team was not built to ha- need to make more trades. They were built to, like, come in this year, get a bunch of guys for cheap, and then they were run with this squad, maybe make up a minor move they needed to, but they weren't prepared to need to make a major trade. And so <clears throat> unless they were going to trade AD or LeBron, that was Which really they all they could have done. Yeah, exactly. So that's the thing. Uh, you had me weak when you retweeted that thing with Lowe's, a legend of winning and everything. Yeah. Cause he's, it's <laughs> funny cause he's a Lakers fan, but like yeah. when you cover the NBA, obviously you got to be objective and it's a lot of like, delusional fans of every team oh, who like delusional fans. Yeah, I can't even just say Lakers, but Lakers just have a, the most fans, so you're gonna see it the most. But people doing these trade machines with these ridiculous trades and no like if you don't want this player, why would another team want him like and like for a way better player? Like it just it just makes sense, you know? Yeah, and they try to bring the whole well we're the Lakers. We always make deals happen. It's like teams aren't dumb though. Like you can try to pull that for the all scene people take pay cuts. But people ain't gonna be just trading you anybody. Like that doesn't yeah. that doesn't make sense. And like yeah, he was like, Oh, hey, yeah, you want this player? Okay, who you got? T H T Yeah. What else? That's and it. Then oh, click. <laughs> yeah, and then it's funny because the Rockets were trying to trade them wall, but they weren't I think was it the Lakers or the Rockets that declined? No, F, yeah, it was the um Rockets declined the second time. At first, yeah. the Lakers reached out and tried to get John Wall, but the Rockets were like, you're going to have to add something on to it. Like, the Rockets were going to be like, give us something else, and the Lakers were like, nah. And then the Rockets like, were like, okay, well, blah, 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 everything like that. Because they wanted a pick or something else, and it's like, I mean, we're not going to just do this bad contract for bad contract, because what are we gaining? Y'all are only ones gaining. Y'all are getting to try something else. We yeah, get and y'all rushed, have something to play taking. for. Yeah, yeah we don't have nothing to play that. for. Yeah. Like, so us getting that would have been player, hilarious, by the way. Like him going back to the Rockets after he asked to get traded out of there yeah. for the for the same player he just got traded from another team. Like that would have been crazy. <laughs> yeah, that would have been crazy. Um, any other teams? You the only teams I really wanted to see make moves that didn't make moves were like I said earlier the Lakers because I was, I mean, like after all that THC and Austin Reeves talk, they left the deadline with nothing. Uh, I wish I would have saw. The Knicks make a move because they just made that move for Cam Reddish, and he's not even playing, which is weird. Before last night, you know, I think, yeah, it was last night where Klay Thompson missed the game winner, and they ended their four-game losing streak. They, I think they had, like, only won two out of, like, ten games before that, and I was looking earlier today. They're at the 12th seed. They're below y'all. 
And I was like, yeah, which not is crazy because we've been free falling. Exactly. And I'm like, okay, I, and you've been seeing Julius Randle play awful. So I was like, I was hoping that they made some kind of move, either move Randle or move other people to help Randle. Yeah, I don't. That team is like, I mean, last year, honestly, like, yeah, they were young, but that's the thing where, like, Tibbs was just kind of squeezing everything he could have out of them. And they were playing really good defense. They weren't really winning with offense. So, you know, now that the the offense is really needs to score and it's just slowed down to relying on Randall, who hasn't been playing that good, you know. Yeah, you don't want to see Randall dribbling up the court pulling yeah. threes and having a shot create for himself. Like, that's that's pretty disgusting. Yeah, and those are the kind of bigs, like I said, that I don't really like like that, where it's like like a big shouldn't – well, some bigs, they deserve to have the ball in their hand, like an Embiid where you got to play through him, but he's going to cook. Like, mm-hmm. Randall has his on and off, but he's just been, for the most part, pretty bad this year. Yeah, And like, I don't want to discount or say he don't deserve want. the contract, but since he's gotten it, he hasn't been, like, that good, so – no, he hasn't. Yeah, I'm I'm with you there with those type of bigs. That's why I love Rob Williams and people keep saying, well, the Celtics, but I'm like, we have a shot blocker and a rebounder who yeah. can catch dunks. That's all I want my senator. You know, yeah. I don't need an Embiid. I don't need a Jokic. Like, those are cool and those are luxuries. But for the, for, I have Tatum and Brown. If I put some, a big that needs the ball in his, their hands next to him, that is literally taking the ball out of their hands. I don't want that. I want a player that doesn't want the ball. Just wants to dunk, play defense, and play cool like that. So I mean, I don't know. Uh, there also a team I want. I wish made more moves was the Bulls and the Heat. The Bulls and Heat for the same reason. Uh, because the East got stronger. We 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 saw that after yeah. yesterday. The East got a lot stronger. Yeah, the so, East is the East is looking really good. I saw that um the Bulls were trying to get Grant, but they weren't trying to give up Patrick Williams, which I mean yep. I understand. Because Grant yeah. is just going to be a rental pretty much for them. He is. And Grant already voiced that he doesn't want to go into another like role where he's the third or fourth option. He wants to be the number one, which is weird when you're seeing that as a number one, you're not really you, – you're playing cool, but your numbers aren't really like spectacular to where you're like a legit all-star or anything like that. So I was like, yeah, I'm a number one, but what is that really getting me at this point? It's getting me paid more, I guess, but I'm just going to be going from poverty team to poverty team just to – put up empty stats but i mean if that's what you want to do that's what you want to do uh the bulls i know yeah they they they're taking i know they said the patrick williams might come back like right before the playoffs so hey if he does that works if not like that's i don't, I don't know i don't yeah, know i mean when they drafted him he was a long-term like project type player but he has those traits where he's like a lead defender right now so they could definitely use him oh they I could understand. definitely use because they need defense and I saw that the Heat wanted P.J. Washington. They just wanted more, like, 3 and D type players that could switch. Same with the Bulls. They both wanted 3 and D players, but neither one of them really got those players. So, I mean, I guess they're going to be looking towards the buyout, just like the Lakers. The Bulls and the Heat are at the top of the East, but I don't know if they finish at the top of the East now with the East getting that much stronger. Yeah, and I'm not, I'm not sure it really matters if they finish at the top because a lot of the times you see those teams getting the playoffs and they got the top seed, but – you know, when you're playing them seven-game series, it could be that team that, like the Nets, where they got, like, they lost 10 straight because KD's out. But, like, you get in the playoffs with KD, Ben Simmons, and, you know, Kyrie is going to be hard to beat them in a series. Yeah, I, think, I, don't, I don't see the Bulls or the Heat beating either one of them, even if they have that home court advantage. Yeah, it was a it was a team I was just looking at that um, 
the T-Wolves, because they've been a lot better lately. I thought maybe they could. I mean, they have a young core, but, like, I thought they would have tried to add maybe, like, a vet or something. Um, yeah, I could have said to make a vet, not a big move, but just, like, small move, add some more vets here and there. That would have been nice. Yeah, also, I think the even though they made one earlier, I thought maybe the Hawks, because that whole going back and forth with John Collins stuff, I thought they would have been gotten rid of him. And they signed they him, but, like, to. it's something where he's always in the news, and, like, it was even reports coming out earlier this week um, that we were interested in John Collins, and it was, like, Wizards fans turning their nose up at him. I'm like, he's a good player. Like, I don't know why you wouldn't want him on a team. Nah, he's not going to make you a contender, but, like, that's a good young player. You know? He's a really good young player who can and shoot the ball. And he has a lot ball. of traits that, like, like that you could definitely get from a big. He can, he's a, very athletic. He can shoot really good, rebound, um, block shot. He's not a really good defender, but I mean, he's he's a really he can good four. Yeah, yeah, that's definitely. all. That's a, he's a four or four. He he can be playing yeah, no defense, four, but can, he's not mm-hmm. gonna do everything else. But that, yeah, that's the thing. Like John Collins is literally elite. Like. He he's a four. He was a forty percent three point shooter last year, forty percent the year before, and he's at basically forty this year at thirty nine point five. So I like John Collins is a big. I would love to have on my team. Uh, I see why he's unhappy, but at the same time, you have to be aware of yourself. He yeah. he, he thinks he's better than he is. He's like I need. I want more touches. I want. I don't want to just catch lobs. I don't want to just catch and shoot. I want to get the post ups. I want to do. I want the offense like. Give me, give me some love too, and it's kind of like when you have Trey Young. That's that's not the kind of offense you're gonna run. It's kind of yeah. like it's kind of like the KP situation because he's with Luca, and KP thought, oh well, we both gonna be doing this, and Luca's like, everybody's like, no, you have Luca. The offense yeah. runs through Luca. You get whatever's left over. Yeah, you're gonna get open. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Luka's also, him being next to good. Capella, like you kind of, and that's the thing. They got a lot of money into him and Capella. I just thought maybe, like, a team would get him, and you can even try to run him at five if you want, but he's not going to be the best defender. But like, Yeah, he's not going to be the best defender, but he is 6'10", so I could. Yeah, and there's six, teams nine, that six, run 10, smaller so. fives, so. Yeah, so I could I could, I could, have seen, like, John Collins as, like, one of those guys that needs him. I think he needs him because it's just going to keep being drama. It was drama last year. They signed him. It's drama this year. I think it's just going to continuously be drama because he wants the touches and – as everybody else around him gets better, like Trey Young started getting more assists. He was still getting – he's still up there in assists. His assists are just going to other players because other players are getting better too. And yeah. John Collins just have to realize, like, hey, I'm not just the greatest like, – I'm, I'm not the best player on the team. So, obviously, I'm not going to get best player on the team touches. If I want to go be on the best player on the team, I should. you shouldn't have resigned and went somewhere where you could have been the best player on the team. And yeah. so you chose to do this, so that's kind of that's just on you. I forgot to ask you, what did you think about y'all trade with uh Derek White? Uh, I love it. I love it. I love it. I I, for, I, I was I, asking about who y'all got at point guard, and I forgot y'all got him. Well, we have Marcus Smart at point. I don't. I know. No, no, no but I was saying besides Smart because y'all oh, got yeah. rid of Schroeder, but you did say yeah. Pritt, y'all had Pritchard too, so y'all didn't mm-hmm. really need Schroeder. Yeah, we didn't really. Peyton Pritchard, the thing about Peyton Pritchard is we we had him, but we had to, we were like, okay, he's not going to get to play much because we have Dennis Schroeder right here. Yeah. And that's why a lot of Celtics fans were upset. They're like, we need to move Dennis. We need to move Dennis because our young talent is not even getting the run because 
he's in the way because we're not going to bench Dennis Schroeder because we're like, we need him to go out there and play so that we can get his trade value up so we can move him. Dennis yeah. Schroeder didn't, wasn't, he, we couldn't put him in the starting lineup because him and Marcus Smart clash. They clash. Yeah. Neither one of them are good shooters, so it doesn't work having both of them on the court at the time. So it's like you either, and if Dennis Schroeder doesn't have the ball in his hand, he's not effective because it's like he can't shoot. He's not going to bring defense, so he's looking only to slash and attack. And it's like, okay, cool. You can be our sixth man, but then doing that, you take Peyton Pritchard away. Kyle's like, oh, we don't have a shooter? If you were looking at Peyton Pritchard in the summer league, he was he he was having he was shooting fifty percent from the three, and then you were looking Peyton Pritchard early in the years, like he was still shooting. He was shooting like forty percent from the three, but Peyton Pritchard is not gonna bring you no defense. He's not gonna bring anything like that. He's just gonna be floor spacing, and he can make the right pass. Like coming out of Oregon, yeah, that's he's what he a was. smart he, player. Yeah, yeah, he was shoot, he was pulling up from limitless, and it's like okay, but if you're only gonna give him like four minutes a game every eight games like that's not really helping them so we're like we need to move dennis so that we can bring it up right there peyton pritchard is going to take those backup point guard minutes now so i'm ready i'm excited to see how he does i like the Derek white thing because having a defense of Derek white and marcus smart right there beside each other shooting wise is gonna be interesting because they're gonna we're gonna lean on our defense heavily because Derek white is not a good shooter either he's yeah. very him and marcus smart are basically the exact same player except for marcus smart can switch on the bigs because he's a little bigger and Derek white is a better slasher other yeah. than that they're basically the exact same player but i think also like if you run them i think sometimes like i was at y'all game watching y'all and, like y'all are obviously a really good defensive team but like I think with that defensive versatility, like, with them two bigs, like, that can afford y'all to play smaller, like, when y'all used to have Tatum at the four and stuff, so you can run them liners with either, like, Williams, because he's going to cover up for a lot of people, and you can switch a lot more, but I think if you do run white and smart, you obviously can't run, well, there's no way possible you can run Horford and um, Williams, because you got to have Tatum and Brown on the floor. Yeah, exactly, and I and I don't want run double big anymore, because double big we ran that all last year and it was disgusting, which is why we got rid of Tice, and that's was my biggest thing when they brought Tice back. I understand bringing Tice back because he's a locker room guy and Jason Tatum wanted him, and you got to make your star happy. However, yeah. if we're gonna run double big again, he needs to get back out. But yeah. if we're not gonna run double big and we're gonna be like, okay, we're gonna run smart. White, Tatum, Brown, and Williams. I'm like, cool. And then on the bench, we can bring in what's called Pritchard, Neesmith, and then we figure it out from there. Like, we just go from there, and then we bring in um, either Tice or Horford. Not both. And then yeah, exactly. maybe have, like, Sam Hauser right there as the stretch the floor, but not both. And Tice and Horford will be playing similar roles. They're going to be our backup center that's, like, defensive and can semi-stretch the floor. Horford's obviously a much better shooter than Tice, but Horford hasn't been shooting the ball well this year, And but they both bring defensive versatility. Yeah, we, exactly. we we don't want him guarding the powerful. We don't because Tice struggled last year because we had him at the four the entire time. He didn't run center. So the entire game, he was guarding guards and wings, and he was struggling. He was getting exposed defensively. It's like, yes, because he's a big He's only he can switch onto them for short periods of time, but we have him guarding them the entire game. Of course, he's gonna look bad. That's not what yeah. he's there to do. So mm -hmm. having Tice running that kind of role, I think that's gonna be good. I like it. We're bringing like we were talking about culture earlier. We're bringing a defensive culture. We're bringing a defensive 
everything like that. Brad Stevens has vocalized how much he loves Greg Popovich and how much he loves the Spurs, and he wants to go back to that Spurs scheme. Ima Udoka came from that Spurs scheme, and he's a pop guy through and through. They're trying to build a team like the Spurs, like the 2013-2014 Spurs, where their defense, they move the ball, and they do like that. And we're going to see if it works out. That's that's the kind of system they voice that they want to be like. We're going to see if it actually works out with the defense. But the, but the thing with y'all is, like, it could be, like, if it all works out, like a hyper version of it because – Obviously, they had Tim Duncan, but besides that, they never really had... Well, they had Manu, but, like, y'all have two star players on the wing. So, it's like, you got people you can go to to get a bucket. But I think that's how, ultimately, would like, my team to be built, too. Because it's, like, defense and moving the ball that, that travels. You can't really, like... Like, that's... that's you're going to consistently, you know, make it hard for people to score and create good shots no matter who you play if you're moving the ball and stuff. Yep, exactly. And and when you think about it, the game slows down in the playoffs, and that's where the defense matters and half-court offense matters. You're not going to be pushing the pace as much. So if this is the system y'all want, y'all are building this team for the playoffs. And I like because Derek White is on a contract to 2025. Josh Richardson, all those other players were gone either. They were on expiring contracts. The longest contract we had that we treated away was Romeo Langford, and he was like two more years. So I was like, we're bringing in, we're getting rid of these short-term guys, and we're bringing in, we're locking in, saying this is who our core is. They were talking about in the press conference this morning, like this is who our core is, and this is who we want to build. We wanted to set the foundation. Now we have our foundation, and we just have to pick other little pieces alongside this. We're gonna see how this works the end of the to the end of the year. Then we're going to the off season. We're gonna make adjustments as we see fit. And then, but this is our core. We just wanted to get our core, and we have our core now. Mm-hmm. So and then I'm all. I'm all for it. And then, obviously, we got to talk about the blockbuster trade. Oh, yeah. The Simmons for Harden. I think the Nets ran away from that. With They 100% ran away with it. 100% yeah. ran away with it because there's, no, there, 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 there's no way you can sit here and tell me that the Sixers won. They got Seth. They got Ben Simmons. And they got two first round picks. To the, me, the, that's the thing that's, that's, that's out of the park. thing that's the thing that's tough though is like, of course, I'm I definitely think the Nets won that, but the Sixers still got the best player in the trade, and they have. Yeah. I just kind of question like how obviously they're both going to score like crazy, but how and uh, Harden and Embiid are going to fit together too because you know Harden definitely needs the ball in his hand. And Embiid does. Embiid can play off ball and stuff, but you know they both got to get. It might be hard for some of them to get a rhythm unless they just play off of each other. And if if Harden is really uh, like you know selfless and is cool with just distributing, which he's done a lot this year and in the past, and just want to get to the open people and and um and the shooters that I mean they obviously lost their best shooter, but I just want to see how that works out because I think the Nets. The Nets thing could be crazy because Ben don't really got to do much. He just got to come in there, like he has to come in there. Obviously, play his regular game, take his open, take his open buckets at the rim. But like, you got two of the best scorers in the league, and you just gonna have shooters around you. And so, I think that can really work out well. 
Yeah, he was a DPOY candidate last year. He can they, the Nets need defense. He bring that defense. I think to answer your question about the Harden and Embiid thing, I think he can work because Harden has shown he can play off ball these last couple of years, yeah. especially with, like this year and last year with the Nets. Uh, he obviously wanted to take a backseat when he got to um, Brooklyn. He was like, "Yo." I'll take the back seat. I'll be the point guard. Y'all focus on scoring. I'll sacrifice my numbers and just play make. And it worked because you could tell t- Harden was tired. He's He's been carrying that Rockets franchise for a while, doing yeah. everything. So he yeah, wanted to take a back seat. So with him and Embiid, I think he can take a back seat to Embiid. And Embiid can take a back seat to him too as well when he needs it because Embiid isn't all I need all – 50 points, so Embiid can take a back seat. Embiid needs help. So I see them just feed, feeding off each other, and I see it working. I see. I don't. I, don't, I think it's gonna not be a seamless fit, but after I think it's only gonna take a couple games for them to figure it out. Yeah, and I think also like for Maury to like hold out that long, and obviously, I think as much as people talk about Maury and like he got he gave up a lot, like he held out and got one of the best players in the league. So I mean, he still did his job with that. But, like, I don't know. Like, I feel like for you to be holding out that long and then you're giving that much with the trade where, like, Harden clearly won it out and he was going to leave, I don't know. Obviously, they're they're a contender to win this year, so that's why you give up all of that if you have the chance to get James Harden. But I just think it's interesting how Maury was, like, sticking to his gun so much and then in the end he ended up giving a whole lot with Ben Simmons. To, uh, but here's the thing, though. If you look at the trades that people were offering him earlier, like you had the Indiana offers where they were like Malcolm Brogdon was the focus point of the trade. You had a lot of trades like similar to that. Nobody was really trying to give up a star or anything when they were talking to him. Like every time yeah, that's they what called, I was saying that like, ultimately oh, like worked out. Yeah. yeah, it worked out in the end. Like because though like he got he got Harden, which was the best talent he was gonna get. He wasn't getting anybody else after that. Like I remember we called about Ben Simmons and they were like, Hey, how about Jalen Brown? And then Brad Stevens hung up because we were like, We're not giving up Jalen Brown. We like we wanted to add Ben Simmons to it, not give up anything else. Like we were like, We'll get yeah, exactly. conversation, young pick. And that's all Murray was getting. And Murray was like, I don't want just young young players and draft conversation. I want to compete and contend and I'll need something to make him be or he needed something. He had to have this heart and move for him to look good. And it worked out and Harden resigned for it. He extended. So they have not just this year, but they have all next year to figure it out as well. So it should be interesting. Yeah. I just, I'm, I'm trying to, obviously there's more to it that we don't all know, but like, I'm really trying to, see like how it went bad so quick that he wanted to get out and obviously people knew he probably wasn't going to resign but then it like turned into like he wanted out immediately well here's the thing with um are you talking about Harden yeah yeah here's my here's my thing with Harden though because Harden obviously wants to win he came to Brooklyn he was like I talked about the podcast earlier he was like Hey, I'm coming to help y'all. Y'all asked, y'all wanted me to come here. I'm trying to win a championship. Y'all two already have chips. I need a championship. I want a championship to define my legacy. I'm coming here. I agreed to take the backseat. I didn't fight y'all. I didn't say anything else about I need mine. I'm I need mine. I need mine. I was, I'm gonna be selfless. I'm all for the team. Let's get going. Let's run. Harden played way more games than Kyrie, and Kyrie got there a year and a half before him. Or a year before him. So Harden was like, I'm coming here. I'm doing what I need to do. And then last year, you you can chalk it up because I got, re got hurt. I got hurt. So we good. 
We come in this year, we're like, okay, let's go. Let's go. Durant starts playing crazy, MVP candidate, leading the league in scoring. But then we don't have Kai because Kai doesn't want to get a shot. And I'm like, and he's like, yo, if I'm hard, I'm just saying, well, I'm hard and I can do it. Like, yo, I need this chip. I, y'all told me to come here and now you're not even playing because you talking yeah. about it's bigger than basketball. Yeah, no, that's, but that's this is basketball. Yeah, it's different with KD because he's hurt, but like you here. And, like, my plan was to come here and not have it like how it was in the Rockets, and that's pretty much how it was going, and he was suffering because, like, you get to that older age, you can't be trying to do all that scoring, facilitating all that on on a daily basis, and it's not going to, like, have bad games and stuff. Exactly. Like, I'm like, like, KD being hurt, and I'm over here with a bunch of, like, G League Nets players, I'm like, okay, I'm doing what I can to KD get hurt. But it's like, Kai, you're healthy. You could be out here helping me, and we could be winning instead of being on a 10-game losing streak. But you're like, nah, I don't, I can't because I don't want to get vaccinated. And it's like, bro, yeah, I'm out. Like, And all those rumors came out saying like Harden was very frustrated with Kyrie not wanting to get the shot. He didn't say nothing about KD. He just was talking about, like, all the reports were talking about he's tired of Ky- Kyrie not getting a shot. He wants to win this championship, and Kyrie not trying to do that, so he's like, yo, get me out of here. He yeah. didn't hear no bad beef with uh, Harden last year, but you hear mm-hmm. it this year, you know, it's like, I mean, it's fair. Harden's like, I'm getting older. I don't know. I can get a career-ending injury tomorrow. I don't know how much longer I'm going to play basketball. I'm trying to get a championship and compete. So y'all told me we were going to compete, and if we're not going to compete, Put me, get, send me somewhere that is going to compete, and y'all can do whatever y'all want this bigger than basketball stuff. Y'all can do that here. I'm not going to do that. I'm trying to win. Y'all do yeah. what y'all got to do here. It's yeah. crazy. It'll yeah. be definitely interesting to eat. Like I said, the East playoffs is going to be going to be crazy. I mean, yeah, both sides playoffs, obviously, but like it's this is the most interesting the East has been in a long time. In a long, long time, but a yeah, lot of star I mean, power, and then like with all this stuff happening, you know, seventy sixers, you know, the Nets, you got the Bulls, you got the Heat, and it's still like the Bucks is out there, you know. Yeah, the Bucks is out there. Nobody's talking about it, but the Bucks brought in Ibaka. Yeah, which is like and just another another player just going block shots and playoff ball of Giannis and shoot middies and threes yeah. and like just. It's a, a low-key, really good pickup for them. Yeah, it's spooky. It's spooky. It's spooky. But, yeah. Yeah, let's go ahead and cut it out, though. We've been going out for a while. This has been another episode of the Ass Geeks Podcast. Always, always, always remember to respect women. But most importantly, remember to respect yourself. And we are. <laughs>